just like the hot, sweltering, oppression blanket of heat that plagues the Midwest once again, we're back. Okay. With another episode of What Are We Even Doing? Sure was a hot one today. Brother. Or so I was told. Repeatedly. Despite being in the same hot one <laughs> that everyone else was in. Yeah, yeah. God damn. Boy, in hot weather, you know what people's favorite thing to do is? Talk about how goddamn hot it is. Uh, mention how, you know, it's not the heat. It is the humidity. Brilliant, Kathy. Thank you. I hadn't figured that fucking part out. Uh, I, girl at work today gets ice cream out of the freezer. You know, puts it on the dessert for a customer. Yeah. Takes it out to them. And just doesn't come back. And I'm like, what the, huh? So I take the ice cream, which at this point had set out for two, three minutes, maybe four, maybe five. And it's already becoming just a tub of dairy goo. And I take it back in the freezer and I go, hey, don't do that again. Don't ever do that again. Homegirl's like, well, I know, but I had to go do this and then wash my hands. I go, you can wash your hands anytime. We can't fix that ice cream. Shit's expensive. Well, it wasn't that long. And I go, it is 105 in the fucking shade. We were in a kitchen. It is 120 in here. And there is no shade. Put the goddamn ice cream back in the freezer, you ponce. The the freezer is the shade. Dude. uh, I, I, at one point today, I walked out of, uh, it's like we have like the walk-in cooler. And then in there is the door to the freezer, right? Mm -hmm. I came out of the cooler and I was like, you know. I understand that the equipment is working overtime because of the current conditions. That cooler feels like it is maybe slightly below room temperature right now. Like, just comparatively speaking. Yeah. It just, yeah. Also, I had so many people when I was on deliveries that would open the door to their house and just be like, Whoa, that's bad. And I'm like, yes. Stop making me stand here. Just give me your fucking money and let me leave. Can I go on a small tangent real quick before we ring this bell? Of course. Folks, if you're listening to this and you have pets, great. Take care of your animals. Treat them well. That's awesome, right? Mm-hmm. If you abuse animals, fuck you. Yeah. Having said that, if you have a dog, a cat, a bird, I, I don't care what it is. If you cannot open your door when another human being comes to your home, if you cannot open your door because of your animal. Get a better animal. <laughs> Train it better. Do something. Because now you are subservient to the dog. Also, your dog is an idiot. Because it's comfortable inside of the house. And instead, it wants to go out into the world with the heat and the cars and the whatever. The danger. Get a better dog. Teach it better. I don't know. Put a, a leash on the inside of the house. A gate. Something. Anything. I shouldn't have... like The amount of people that I have to wait on... While they go out the back door, they have to literally trick their own animal to leave their own house. And I'm like, you should feel ashamed right now. Sorry, this just it. Yeah, no. Infuriates. Yeah, I can't. They have to trick their own animal. Almost, almost once a day. Sometimes several times a day. The the dog, cat, whatever, will be at the front door looking at me, trying to kill me through the glass and this person will sneak out a different door of their own house and come around their house to pay me and get their food and I'm like you know you could just live better (laughs) like yeah 
Wow. God, Jesus. That was Damn brutal. It. Yeah, sorry. Like, I don't dislike animals. I, I truly don't. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand this kowtowing to them just for existing. Like, you have a dog, take care of your dog. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. But you don't have to sacrifice your time and your life for the dog. You're going to outlive the dog. That's the goal. Fuck. Can we ring this bell now? Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to ring mine loud to cover for you. No, I still had a... You got you got I still it. had the... You so, let's open the beads here, because I love got throwing to. myself under the bus. Yeah. It's great. So, remember when we told this story about how, while you were talking, while we were just recording this podcast, before we rang the opening bell, I went to go ring open my can. Yeah, and I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. and we opened the beads and let yeah. the people know, and then we went into the opening bell. It's worse this time. Yeah. We weren't even recording. And I reached over and grabbed, and I po- and I went, and I t- I yeah. got a little t- out of it, and yeah. then I went, wait a minute, what? Yeah. What am I doing? I don't know. It's it's honestly, it's probably the delicious pull of a sweet natter day. Mm-hmm. But you know I still have a... Yes. To give to your... <laughs> actually and really By hard. our combined. We <laughs> are Captain... Um, that's something I can't believe hasn't been rebooted yet, by the way. Hmm. Captain Planet. Oh. I... Not saying it should be. I'm just saying I'm shocked that it hasn't been. Um, Fair enough. But I kind of <laughs> think that environmentalism is, like, not cool anymore. Like, in the 90s, that was literally a thing. Like, you, there was constantly ads for, like, recycling and, you know, love Mother Earth and everything. And now I think Imagine everyone's... if they had played those still. I, I know. It's just gone. Like, now I think everyone's just kind of like, fuck it. We're all dead anyways. <laughs> like... No. I, <laughs> that's not how this works. Uh, I did want to mention one thing, and this kind of does go with the discussion of the heat, discussion of the Natter Day. I, I love summer. Like we've discussed this. Yeah. I had earlier summer shandy, and it's okay. just my. I think it's my favorite drink in the summer. Really? Yeah. I've never had one. Uh, it's it's not for everyone. You know what I mean? Like if if you're a lemonade person, absolutely. If you're a beer person, absolutely. If you're like me and you're a lemonade and a beer person. Boom! Right there. Okay. Like I've the first time I had one of these Natter Days, I actually was like, "This is like a white trash summer shandy." Okay. But I like the Natter Days a lot, you know. Okay. So, uh, if you haven't tried one, I highly recommend it. I will have to, folks. We are here. Have we even introduced ourselves? No, we haven't even said our names. Hmm. Interesting. You go first. Okie dokie. I'm Tom, also known on the independent wrestling circuit as Christian Rose, also (laughs) known as, hang on, I I had a really good one here, the last survivor of the Chilean mine disaster. Jeez. Oh my god. I had to really dig for that one. Boom. Um, I am... Braden. I love that that's the part you're struggling with. Otherwise known as <laughs> Damien Deschamps. <laughs> Otherwise known as the fifth casualty of the Cherry Mine disaster. Love that. Chile, uh, Chilean Mine disaster. No, I want Cherry Mine Oh, disaster. the Cherry Mine disaster. Yes, the Cherry yeah, Mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, from Cherry? Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, we're here today. we got a 
interesting pick for our main event. Yeah, this was more of a... This was like a... I put this up on the fuck board, and then we immediately did it. Yes, which so the never audience happens. doesn't know this. Right. Uh, we're going to be covering Money in the Bank 2020. Yes. We're right about two years removed from this event. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Yes. But, you got any undercard you've been watching lately? Undercard? What have I watched? You know what I've watched? Fucking nothing. Um... I've seen the highlights to Buddy Matthews and Pac. I've not seen the full match, and it really it's very upsets good. me. Yeah, I imagine it, it would be. It's very good. I don't think that they went as balls-out crazy as a lot of people had expected, but, like, everything in it was just crisp. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, th- those guys don't do sloppy wrestling at all. That was a great match. Um, Give it to me on a pay-per-view. Yeah. Give them time. Uh, AW is in a very weird spot right now between, like, Injuries, arrests, uh, political yeah. drama between promotions and whatnot. Uh, by the way, I am going to Forbidden Door. Okay. So I will happily report back on that on this show. I am very excited for it. Um, Is this going to be a pay-per-view as well? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, it's a I Sunday show. Chicago, yeah. A uh, friend of the show, Coin Jones, got me a ticket. Asked mm. me if I wanted to go. I said, absolutely. Um, he never asked me if I wanted to go. Well, he only got two tickets. Well, he's an asshole. He's never allowed back on this show. I'm kidding. Uh, I I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. I watched a recent episode of Rampage, and they had a match on there between Red Velvet and Chris Statlander. Mm. I'm a big fan of both. I think Red Velvet is much better now that she's uh, a heel. Okay. This might be my favorite women's match I've seen all year. Okay. It was so good. A uh, lot of cool moves. Everything in it was crisp. It was clean. Chris Statlander's awesome. Um, big fan. And the way that this match started, I shrieked. Like, it was a Saturday morning, I'm eating breakfast, you know, whatever, I'm just watching this rampage from last night. And the way it's shot, so Red Velvet makes her entrance, and then here comes Chris Statlander. She walks down the ramp, she's at the bottom of the ramp, but hasn't gotten into the ring yet, and the camera shot is just on her, and out of nowhere, Red Velvet is just running at her, and Statlander snaps off a power slam on the floor, and it is... Picture perfect. I'm talking like Randy Orton-esque power slam on the floor, and then they go in the ring, and that's how the match started. And I was like, holy shit. Jesus. Uh, Yeah, it was fantastic. Very, very fucking good stuff. Um, I've had a lot of good discussions with friend of the show, Pocket Volcano, about AEW's women's division, and how when they get something right, it's just great. Yeah. But that's, like, statistically, numerically, not that often and it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Uh, again, hope it gets better, but that match, seek it out. Seek it out. Very good stuff. Um, Hell yeah. We watched, but not, no, yeah, we watched a little bit of Impact uh, this evening when you got here. Mm-hmm. I had it pulled up on the Roku channel. Uh, I forget just how accessible that company is because that was a show from just recently, and it was for free on Roku. Yeah. Uh, before you got here, it was Steve Macklin, who used to be uh, Nick Cutler in The Forgotten Sons, is now Steve Macklin. Mm. Uh, he had a match with Chris Sabin, and it was really fucking good. I think it was the first time I've actually watched a Steve Macklin match start to finish, and Chris Sabin's always been awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that match was great. Impact, I think, sometimes doesn't get um, maybe doesn't get the respect it should. But okay, fair enough. I mean, there was just such a massive low point there for a while that now it's yeah. hard to sell people on it, you know? But they don't get it all... Again, they don't get it right all the time, but there's a lot of good shit there. Yeah. More wrestling companies is good for everyone. Yes. More more stuff. More um, places for people to work, man. Yeah. Like, that's a good point. Didn't even think about that. Uh, have you seen anything other than what'd you say? Absolutely nothing? Um, hold on. Hold on. Keep have digging. Have you seen any other movies? No, of course not. Why would I see a movie? <laughs> you watched The Boy two nights in a row. We talked about it on the last I episode. <laughs> I did watch that two nights in a row. Yeah. Um, it was good. Um,. I, I still have, so. I still, by the way, have, and I don't think, I may have taken the wrapping off of it. I still have Moonfall on 4K. Ooh. And I, I long for the day when we can get, like, Yumi and Connor together and watch that fucking thing together. Yeah. Because, goddamn, I spent money on that movie again. Yeah. I'm a sick, sick man. Um, oh, my God. Oh, you know what we watched? Mm. We watched Sim- The Simpsons last night, a couple episodes we of did. The Simpsons. We did. Watched uh, one of my favorite and Halloween episodes of The Simpsons. Dude, I was dying. I, Absolutely. I love The Simpsons. I just don't watch shows. Right. And it upsets me. <laughs> I'd put those first 10 or 11 seasons of The Simpsons up against damn near anything in television. Like, ever. Like, goddamn, that show was just firing on all cylinders at that point. I haven't watched any of the new shit in years. Mm. Like, and I keep hearing that it keeps getting renewed for another season and another season and another season. And I'm like... Okay, I mean, people, I, somebody's got to be watching it, right? Like, yeah, you know. And I mean, it's, you, like, or you just said you haven't seen any of it. <laughs> yeah, I I don't remember the last time I watched a new or even close to current episode of The Simpsons. Why don't you do so? See what it, see what the fuss is about. You know what? Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Uh, see what we're doing. I got something for you. Okay. I I, I don't want to go into because we've done this before on this show. I don't want to talk about like what you wear when you sleep or any of that shit. Do you do noise when you sleep? Yeah, big time. Okay, so what? What you do? You have like your go tos that you turn on? Or big time. Yeah. Is it what? It, what? Angry video game nerd on YouTube. Really? Yep. So just hit a playlist of that guy just bitching about video games, and that's what you conk out to. Yeah, it's to the point where like, I actually I have autoplay off mm-hmm. on my phone because. I, okay, so I know that this is gonna be, I know this is gonna be bizarre. Okay. But <laughs> so I have the video playing. Okay. If it ends, I wake up enough to change the video, and then I go, um, back to sleep, and then sure. until I don't hear the video end or I don't notice it. No, I, I can, go, I can, I can understand that. It, it is a little bit weird to like. That's how I try to fall asleep. Yeah. Um. That's just how I always do it, and then um, but now okay. So I is used this to stuff have that... autoplay on all the time, so it would just keep going. Yeah, but then my phone gets really fucking hot if I oh, like yeah. shuffle my pillow over it. So I'm like, I can't do that. So like, do you have a TV in your room? No, really. Nope. That's interesting to me. I have a living room in my basement, so basically, I don't need one. Okay. Huh. Like I. I, Plus, I, I prefer it to be quieter and close to me. 
Sure, as sure. As opposed to, you know. So is this stuff that like are these videos that you've already seen before? Hundreds of times. Okay, that's that's to Hundreds me. I think that's the thing. Times. Like, um, I Family Guy is a go-to for me to fall asleep to. Yeah. Uh, American Dad is another one. There's something about cartoons, I think, that make it easier for me to sleep. If I'm doing a live action, it's got to be like Seinfeld or Always Sunny, something that I have seen over and over and over again, but is still entertaining, I guess. But like uh, our friends over at Review Review uh, recently were talking about, I think Bucky, I think it's Bucky and Cole, actually. They use King of the Hill as their go to bed show. Okay. Here's the weird thing I can't do that. Because really? I, I love King of the Hill, but I haven't seen it nearly as much as I've seen these other ones, and it's just interesting enough that I will I'll just watch it. Yeah. Like if I turn on when I try to go to sleep, I'm like, wait, what? And I need to watch it and get the jokes. But when it's like, you know, something that I've seen forty times, I'm like, Big time. yeah, that is funny, and I'm just out. You know, yeah. like there's something about that. I used to um, a lot of the uh, inane, useless knowledge I have about movies is because I used to, and I still do, I try to only buy DVDs or Blu-rays that have uh, commentary tracks on them. Because somebody talking about a movie that they made is just interesting enough for me to, like, maybe learn some cool trivia, but it's just boring enough for me to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. I used to fall asleep to Peter Jackson's commentary on King Kong all the time. And also because, like, that that's like a three-hour movie. So I would kind of do what you do, where, like, if it would go back to, like, the main menu something about the music looping would wake me up just enough for me to roll over and be like, play again, and just immediately back to sleep. So I probably just like absorbed dumb movie trivia knowledge that way too. It's kind of like like if you listen to a tape of a foreign language when you sleep supposedly you'll learn it. Maybe that's true. I don't think it is. It was also the plot of an episode of Dexter's Lab uh, when I was a kid. Okay, maybe not. uh, (laughs) I mean, I could see an argument for someone thinking that that could be true. I cannot sleep if wrestling is on TV. You've said this. You've only fallen asleep while watching wrestling one time ever, and it was... For this show. Fall Brawl 95. Yeah. Just couldn't go on anymore. WCW just sucks. Yeah. Goddamn. Just knocked me the fuck out. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Stuff like that, I think, is always interesting. Because, uh, like, I know a lot of people that, like, a fan, they gotta have a fan going. Yeah, yeah. For that constant, you know, white noise. Uh, Meg never slept with a TV on until we lived together. And now, hmm. that's the only way that we sleep. Yeah. Even when I'm not home, which I think is kind of cute. Yeah. Or uh, a rain machine. I've heard people doing that. Like, I think Meg's done that before. Yeah. Which is fine. But, like, I don't know. There's something about just chatter in the background. Yeah. Uh, whenever I go home and visit my family. If, if there's an episode that I see on my um, YouTube that mm. comes up that's, like, too busy. Like, I know it's going to, like, like, one of his special episodes where he has a bunch of, like, visual effects yeah. and stuff going on. I'm like, I'm not going to watch that one. I like the one where he talks more. Do you pay for YouTube Premium, or do you have ads popping up in this all the time? I do have ads popping up. Oh, and man. And that doesn't that bother one. me. Wow. That's interesting. Because it's the same hundred ads. Or the same, like, two ads. Sure, yeah. The same two ads a hundred times. Like, Hulu, they will just play the same thing, I guess. They'll, they'll play the same two or three ads three times on a 20-minute episode of television. And it's... 
there are times where if it's something very specific, I'll be like, I can't listen to this anymore, and I'll have to turn on something else, or I'll go to Netflix or whatever, you know? Yeah, but they're like, never longer than, like, ten seconds, so... Huh. Um, damn it, I just had something else about this, because I thought this was interesting, and now I can't... When you went to your more. parents' house? Oh, um, there's not a TV in my old room, mm. which is where I sleep when we go. So I'll literally turn on just a podcast of something and just set the phone on the floor by the bed just so I have that noise of people just babbling about bullshit and that yeah. just helps me go to sleep no matter what if I don't sleep on the couch I guess um yeah I don't know you a big couch sleeper uh sometimes yeah I'm a big so okay I've been I don't know why how I got so specific as to how I sleep yeah I'm a big body pillow guy no, sure. I'm yeah, bi- I hug a body pillow. Like let's th- let's go. I think uh, I think if you have a body pillow and you sleep on your side, I think if you do like a leg over it, it's supposed to be good for like your spine because it like straightens you out. Yeah, I wish I did that. <laughs> I'm also a stomach sleeper. Oh yeah, no, I'm yeah, I'm not I'm not there. Mm-hmm. You know what's the worst part? Mm-hmm. If I don't have a body pillow, I will opt for hugging my pillow and going with no pillow on the bed. Oh, okay. On the bed. Interesting. I don't know why. Yeah, that's kind of fucked. Um, yeah. I, uh, I'm i lately sleep flat on my back. And for some reason, after I go to sleep, I'll put my arms up, almost like hands behind <laughs> my head. Like, I, like I don't That's even know what I'm doing. That's how you sleep. It. Yeah, but I'll I'll fall asleep just like on my back, and then really? once I'm asleep, I'm putting my arms up like I'm like laying in a hammock or something. <laughs> like, oh my god, I can't believe that. Uh, or usually, I'm also like on my side. I'm either so, on my side or I'm just flat on my back. Sleeping on your back is supposed to be the best for you. No, yeah, maybe. And I wish I did it, but I can't make myself do it. Yeah. It's not comfortable enough. It's Yeah, it's weird. I never used to, I don't think. I always used to sleep on my sides. I've never slept on my stomach. I don't, I don't think I've... Maybe, like, if I fall asleep on a couch, because to me that's not, like, a normal yeah. deal for me. It's also, like, you and me are pretty tall. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of hard to have a couch that's long enough to actually comfortably sleep on. Yeah. But. I went through, you know, I tell you this, this is so weird. I went through a phase exclusively couch sleeping for no reason. Hmm. I just felt like I wanted to be sleeping on the couch right now instead of my bed. And I don't know why. You know what I'm remembering right now? And I wonder <laughs> if maybe this is why i like a big on my back guy. Uh, so when I was a kid, careful, you almost knocked over the thing. That's crazy, yeah. dude. <laughs> when I was a kid, um, we had this set of recliners in our upstairs living room that were like red leather. They were they were hideous. Yeah. Um, but they were just super comfortable. And we were going to get rid of them. And I was like, I want one of these. And I just put this random leather recliner in my bedroom. And I could actually sit in it and lean back so far that you're, you're in that position where you're almost not even sitting. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I could sleep in that thing all the time. But I wonder if that's something that has influenced this on me. Possibly. Yeah. Weird. Uh, welcome back to Sleep Talk with Tom and Braden. Tom, where do you clip your fingernails? <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Uh, let's see. Um, other fun stuff that we have coming up that we could talk about. Dreamwave. Dreamwave. Confirmed. Guys, we're announcing talent for it. August the 20th at 
Luz Legrado in Peru, Illinois. 3 p.m. show. Tickets will be on sale by the time that this airs. Check it out. Um, Where can they be found? You can get them online at dreamwavewrestlingticks.com? Question mark? I don't know. Check the Twitter. Check the Facebook. Okay. Um, okay. And if for whatever reason you're in Peru, Illinois, and you want to buy an actual physical ticket, you can get them at Luz Legrado. Mm. Um, I'm excited. Uh, we had the fun little Zawa show at Legrado's last year, which I think was kind of a test run for what this is going to be. Yeah. Already got some big names announced. More stuff coming. A lot R- of really R- Is Rhino here? More are coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, an interesting Worlds Collide for me especially. Yeah. You know. This is going to be... It's going to be an interesting one. Uh, it's also going to be interesting that a good chunk of the staff at the restaurant will be wrestling on the show. So we're already short-staffed. It'll be even worse that day. <laughs> oh, um, no. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, man. Like, uh, it... Dreamwave's always going to hold a special place for me. I think we've talked about it a lot. I, I know that it holds a special place for you. That was that was the first show that you saw, right? In person, or? Uh, no, it, I had, this was like, the, okay, so I had the Wicked Wrestling Alliance mm. thing beforehand, and such. That's right. This is the one that took that over, but this one was, A, way better. Right. <laughs> B, more longstanding, and, and stuff, you know. Yeah. It was just, yeah. It's interesting because I was thinking about this recently. I, I said something about how, like, so there's different regions of independent wrestling right now, right? Yeah. We're not going to call it the territories, right? We're not going to do that for some stupid reason. I was talking about how, like, Indiana just seems like it's dead. Yeah. Like, it it really does. There's there's four promotions, I think, that run out of the Jeffersonville Arena. Um Indianapolis, I never hear anything of note being ran there. I know there's a couple of shows that run in, like, northern Indiana towards, like, kind of the Chicago area, but not quite. But I'm just like, man, there's just really nothing big, right? And I started thinking about it. I was like, it's weird what Illinois is now versus when I started because now it's basically there's Chicago, uh, there's St. Louis adjacent, mm-hmm. and then... There's not that much, you know what I mean? Like Zawa has basically a lot of northern Illinois that is not what I would call Chicago land. Yeah, is Zawa territory. Zero uh, One still runs in Mattoon, and then that man, you just don't hear about a lot of other shows. You, you know, on a God what's the word it. I'm looking for? On a more a bigger platform, I guess. You, just, I don't know. It's not that they're yeah. not there. You just don't hear about them that much. Yeah. And I think that's kind of wild. There's massive stretches of this state that don't have wrestling. That's crazy. But I think we've also talked about it before, how there's just some cities that are just cursed and just... Yeah. They don't draw. And there's a lot of those in Illinois, I think. like Big time. Peoria. How Big the time. fuck is there not wrestling in Peoria? Like, a good, solid promotion. Champagne. Another one. Like... I think there's one know. there's one in Springfield and they don't draw. Like these are big towns. What the fuck, guys? <laughs> I don't know. Um do you have anything else you want to talk about here? Or? No, sorry. That sleep tangent really took up a bit of the clock. Man, yeah, I did yeah. not mean for that to go that detailed. No, I like it. I like it. We we like to reveal a little bit of ourselves to the audience. Absolutely. Time. Uh 
let me think. No, I don't know. I, th- I think I'm feeling good. I think we're feeling good, too. Um, we... What time are we at? Uh, 28 minutes. Yeah, we're pretty good. We can probably get into this main event. This we, main by event. the way, we, we always try to give you people a good lengthy episode. We have at no point ever like set a time on a show. We, you know what I mean? Like We've never yeah. talked about that. I feel like, I don't know, like, at the beginning we were talking about, like, keeping them shorter. Yeah. They ended up, like, the first couple episodes ended up going way longer than we had originally anticipated. Yeah. And then we just kind of set an hour 15 as, like, the, where kinda we, what where we kind of yeah. go for. And then we got through the, like, two-hour episodes. Dude, holy um, shit. Oh, my God, I just really bumped the table. That Some of those really are marathons. Yeah. Speaking of two-hour episodes, I was recently on a Why To Kill Me episode. Oh, wow. Friend, friends of the show, Cole and Bucky. Mm. And it was the longest episode they've ever had okay. of, of that series. Right. And it was two, It was about two hours. Amazing. What was, was the top two hours? Was this, at the, it was was on this after Homegrown? Okay. Yes, this was okay. after Homegrown. Gotcha. Uh, that's a show that I'm certain I've seen, but I... It's the Yappa yeah. Pie... Strapman. Oh my god. Fuck. That's bad. Yeah. Real bad. Uh, but you know what else is real bad? Hmm. Most of our main event today. Um. Oh wow, okay. <laughs> well, for, for reasons. Guys, we're talking about Money in the Bank 2020. Uh, it's Money in the Bank season. Yeah. When this comes out, it's either happened or is about to happen. Maybe? I yeah. don't know. Uh, so... I didn't even mean to pick this for it being Money in the Bank season, by the way. Right. <laughs> I just picked it because I remember they did something crazily different for the Money in the Bank ladder match this Absolutely. year. Absolutely. And I wanted to see it with a fresh lens. Sure. I thought it'd be interesting. I said it'd be interesting. interesting. Um, um, I come to find out, because I watched this live. Mm. I remember so little about this show. <laughs> Uh, I I remembered very little either because my first note just says I only remember this being odd. Yeah, like I I think that we we may hit our normal length of episode or more so just because of like talking about the world at the time of this. This my first note here just says this seems like so long ago. It really does. Like twenty twenty was one of the weirdest years of my life. Like you. Know, Guys, I don't know if you heard about this, but there was a little bug going around. Um, <laughs> it, it was a weird thing because, like, I, I as the situation progressed, I don't know what your take on it was at the time. I just thought it's another thing that's getting blown out of proportion. It's another thing that's getting blown out of proportion. And then it became very real, and then things actually started to change. And I was like, oh, shit. This is, um, this is wild. You know, this is... I mean, obviously, bad people are getting sick. People are dying. You know, we have no idea what the future holds. It was very fucking weird. Big same. I was big on, like, the, guys, come on, let's bring it down a little bit. Yeah. Like, let's come on. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, uh, I always talk about this. Um, I went to uh, Bizarro Lucha show mm-hmm. in Indiana. Indiana? Yeah. Somewhere in, in Indiana. Indianapolis, yeah. Yeah. Um, with Dakota mm-hmm. and the Shane show. Okay. Um, I was able to ref on the pre-show. That was kind of cool. Dope. Um, and on our way home, 
just we're here and this is canceled. Yeah, this is can at the, actually at the show. I was like, I talked to Gary J. I was like, hey, is Anarchy or Journey Pro canceled? Right. He's like, yeah, it just got canceled. I'm like, God, what is happening? Right. Like what? Uh, and we always. We always talk about all three of us. We always talk about that car ride home was when the world ended. That's yeah, because we were just we were like, oh, it'll be all over tomorrow, and then tomorrow everything was different. So here's a weird little bit of trivia because you referenced Journey Pro being canceled. So it's well documented. My blood clot thing happened mm-hmm. in 2018. So I had another one at the start of 2020, oh, and. Yeah. I was going to have my last match at Journey Pro because it was basically a thing of like, these long trips are not good for me at this point. Like, I'm sitting, oh, it, it's yeah. causing this. So I was scheduled to have a match with Jeremy Wyatt, and that was going to basically be my swan song. I was going to just bow out. Well, then that show got canceled. And then COVID hit, you know, the the pandemic that some people say is over. Some people say otherwise. Uh, but, you know, that started... And obviously, this is not a fair trade. I would have rather just bowed out of Journey Pro and whatever other bookings I needed to. But uh, that time off allowed me to get back on medication, clear that blood clot out, get healthier. Now here we are. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, at least, there was something out of it. Now, granted, if I could go back in time and be like, yeah, I'll just quit wrestling if COVID never happens, I would fucking quit, right? Because, fuck, it ruined the world. But it's weird to just look back and be like, oh, yeah, this happened, this happened, this happened. And it was, it's been two years. Dude, it just, just, I think what it really is, is so much happened. It was so jam-packed 24-7 for so long yeah. that it just feels like it can't be more, it can't be two years. It right. has to be like four or five. Right. It feels like so long ago. But anyway. But and it's so strange to just it it's it's a unique viewing experience going back. I also kind of thought that like like we live in a small towns area, right? Like yeah, Peru La Salle is decent, but it's I, I wouldn't call that a big city at all. No, not at all. I remember thinking it's not going to affect life out here. We're in the sticks, you know. This yeah. everyone else, you know, the coasts, these major cities, they're the ones that are going to have to change. No, man, like that wasn't the case at all. You know, I was. It just, it didn't seem real until it was. Yeah. You know? Um, so, oddly enough, though, my next note in regards to the, all of this and this this show is basically something that I have to just reference and then negate. I said, should we talk about the Thunderdome era? And then I realized, as the show started, we're not even in the Thunderdome yet at this point. This is just the empty, vacant uh, performance center. Big time. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is worse. Yeah. Like I had I had forgotten that this ever happened. Okay, so I don't know that this is do you think that this is worse than the Thunderdome? Big time. I will I okay. will accept fake crowd noise and fake or I'm sorry, LED screens or whatever of people okay, yeah. over yeah. just silence. Okay, I yeah, I agree. Uh there was also a lot of debate at the time about like should they even be doing this? Yeah. Which is... I, I can see a lot of different viewpoints on that. You know what the I mean? The way like, I choose to look at it is... Look, the way I choose to look at it mm-hmm. is... They were nice enough to try to give us something 
sure. entertaining and just just direct times. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I choose to look at it that way because we've come so far from that. Yeah, that's very true. And like, I mean, in all in all fairness, it's not just WWE. Like AEW was r- running empty shows at Daly's place with people forty feet away from each other and yeah. everything else. Like, yeah, just a, a bizarre, bad, bad time in life. Yeah, it's it's so weird that by the, at the time that this show happened live live mm. Jesus Christ mm-hmm. since this happened May 10th right yeah. I talked to you about earlier May 10th I have not debuted right isn't that crazy yeah <laughs> uh, it's also like documentary debut on Vimeo Connor Hopkins check it out you. Joe Bob says check it out um yeah also it's worth noting that Ex- with one exception, this is the most recent show that we've covered on this podcast. Yeah. The only other exception was we did this year's WrestleMania. We did. Yep. You're right. And past that, this is it. It's mm-hmm. the first thing that we've done from the PC era, the Thunderdome era. Yeah. You know, whatever. But I was truly not ready for this to be just empty seats. I was like, oh, fuck. Um, but then I hit the pause button for a second and I saw two hours and 14 minutes. Yep. And I know that, like, the pay-per-views have gotten shorter in recent years. That's still... And I I completely get the situation that we're in, right? That's still a really short fucking pay-per-view. That was the point where I was like, well, wait a minute, why even do a pay-per-view? You're not beholden to anybody. You're not selling tickets. You're not refunding any tickets. At that point, it was the the WWE Network. So you don't even have any bullshit you gotta do for Peacock. You could have just done Raw and SmackDown. And not... I, you know what I mean? It was just yeah, weird. Yeah, it was yeah. like, why Why did we make this happen? I don't know. It's also interesting to think about um, when this show happened, mm. this podcast was not yet a thing. Right. Because we started this in, was it November of 2020? Yes. Yes. Um, um, I have a quick question here. Okay. So the Money in the Bank match... It's got to be up there for best idea or best concept match, right? Yeah. Because you talk about, like, your... To me, a concept match is, like, uh, a ladder ladder match, a rumble. Yeah. An Ultimate X. games. Punjabi prison. Yeah. Elimination... Others, you know? (laughs) More are coming. Yes. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's... Got to. Yeah. Then this was definitely a very interesting one. And um, I liked. I don't remember what it was, but I remember liking the video package. Yeah, no, I agree. They do a good job of making the briefcase seem important. Yeah, and like I understand that. Like, if you the the WWE is very bad at making their championships seem important. Yeah, but they're good at making other things seem important. Big time. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's weird. Um, the new day. Yeah. Saying, "Oh, people at home." I laughed. It was very funny. Uh, so this- I like it. See, this like I can imagine. It almost brought me back to those times when you mm-hmm. don't know what the fuck's going on, right? But they're still able to joke and bring you entertain. Right. Like, it, this show made me ha- watching this show made me happy. See, like I think Weirdly my enough. my take on it was was 
a lot more different because it just made me remember things that were going on outside of wrestling, which is fair. And so like I remember like work was weird because we were closed. We were still doing deliveries. Yeah. But like I ended up making like bank that year honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just very strange because it was it was just quiet everywhere. You know what I mean? Like it, there was just something about like not having noise, you know, because so many things had been canceled like even in a small town like this. Like we're we're only a couple blocks away from like a little uh, local ball diamond. Yeah. None of that. You know, like less traffic cuz people aren't going anywhere like Yeah. And then I'm now taking deliveries and going past all these businesses that are just vacant. Like I, I remember it was like I'm like driving through a ghost town every day. It was just unfucking settling and yeah. the, and the uncertainty. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Maybe today's the day that I get it, you know? Like Did you ever uh, catch a bad case of the liberal hoax? No. Really? Liberal hoax. Sorry, that's that's one of my favorite dumb things ever. That's good. Never caught that's it. No. Nope. Well, you, not man. that I know of. Right. Okay. Well, hey, could have sure not known. Ever. Uh, been one of those um, what uh, asymptomatic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I got it. Um, actually, not too long before we started the podcast because I missed out on uh, Thanksgiving, and for me, the the worrying part was the lung issue. That I yeah. already had because that was, you know, hey, this is, you're coughing a lot. And I was like, oh, fuck. Uh, I remember when I realized I had it and I was like, wait a minute, I can't smell anything. And I literally was like, <laughs> I was at work and I grabbed a jalapeno and just threw it in my mouth and was like, nothing. Oh, fuck. You know what I mean? So I was like, nobody come near me. And I was like, I got to go. Like, I-, I got it. You know what I mean? I'm sick. Uh, the first couple days really kicked my ass. Like, I felt fucking awful. And then after that, I felt, like, fine physically, but not having a sense of smell or taste. I don't even have a good sense of smell or taste. That's why I put, like, hot sauce and everything. But I was just like, this is just miserable. Like, it made me not enjoy anything. And then I was like, well, I'm off work for the next, like, two weeks or whatever. Fuck yeah, I'll watch a... Thousand movies. And get, <laughs> you get drunk every so day. Many like, movies. I did, but I also remember oh like I would take a sip of like beer or water or anything, just be like, "There's just nothing there." <laughs> and goddamn man, it, I was like, "This." Yeah. I, then I made. By the way, if you're listening to this, if you ever get sick or if you ever have any like medical ailment, the worst thing that you can do for your for your brain is to Google this shit <laughs> yeah. or fall yeah. down a WebMD. Thing. Yeah. Dude, because so this is November. It will always give you the worst things. Dude, I I I I'm like, okay, I'm feeling better, but I still don't have my taste and smell back. I start reading shit. Seven months, eight months. Some people never got it back, and I'm like, I won't live like this. Like you know, <laughs> what I, mean? I was I was so scared that that was going to be it. That I was just going to yeah, be eating yeah. cardboard mush for the rest of my fucking life. It did obviously come back, and you know, eventually I was just like. I can't keep reading this shit. <laughs> I won't live like this. Dude, I tried to Google, like, a source of back pain one time, and the first thing that came up was cancer. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that seems extreme. I'm not sure that that's my problem. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact, it wasn't. Fair enough. All right, so anyway, so this opening match. The, this opening match was so fucking weird. So yeah. it's a fatal forward tag team right. match for the tag team championships. 
the, the SmackDown ones, I think. Yes. Sure. Um, the New Day come out first. They're the champions. What are we doing? Right. Gotcha. Um, you know who gets the last entrance? To the one that's supposed to be the most special, right? Forgotten Sons. The Forgotten Sons. And how appropriately named. Mm-hmm. Because, so it's New Day, Lucha House Party, which I was like, oh fuck, alright, forgot. Miz and Morrison, which I forgot Morrison was back at this point and that he was teaming with Miz. Yeah. Uh, versus the Forgotten Sons. Uh, my next note just says, this is a dark time for baseball. <laughs> like, yeah. But I th- I actually really liked this match. So did I. <laughs> I was so not expecting to. There's a Spanish fly to the floor at some point. Everyone like, dies. Um, fuck, somebody does... It's one. It's one of the. I'm gonna say it's Lindsay. Does a, a drop salt where it's a drop kick yep, to one person into Lindsay. a moonsault on the other. Um, Just so. everybody. And it in starts this, out with really good wrestling. Yeah, like just good wrestling. Everybody in the, they're they're all working so fucking hard. Yeah, and like I appreciated that. Like these guys are working as hard for Michael Cole and Corey Graves as they would if they were in a full arena. Mm-hmm. You know, like I love that. I love that even in these bullshit matches, they stick to tag rules. Yeah. There's a lot of tags. A lot of mm-hmm. tags. Love that. But uh, my note here, by the way, says, everyone is working really fucking hard, and that makes the absence of a crowd worse to me. Really? If only because I was like, imagine the reaction that would have got. Oh, fuck, that would have got cool. Oh, fuck, yeah. that didn't, you know, there's just... You can always think. Well, to me... Because there were so many b- bodies, it distracted mm-hmm. me more from the lack of crowd. That's very true. And th- to me, this is constant action, really. Like, especially because of this, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when it's later on, when it's a singles match, it's really it's distracting yeah, how there, silent it is sometimes. There, there's a couple of these I'm gonna tear apart because of that too. But yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I I love this. Uh, good stuff. Great psychology. Yes. Big time. Um, there's a Lacey Evans promo next. All I wrote down was Lacey Evans promo. That is all I wrote, too. Yes. Um, there was a Drew McIntyre promo next. Right. This one was real good. I agree. I liked it. Uh, it's funny because, like, I wrote down Drew versus Seth. I don't remember this. I vaguely do. I vaguely do. I watched the show live. I don't know if I mentioned right. this already. Did yeah. I? You did. So did I. Because okay. at this point, all we really had to do with our lives was watch TV. Basically. And, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, I always kind of feel bad for Drew McIntyre because, like, I remember just how over he was when he won that Rumble. Yeah. And just how ready everyone was for that match with him and Brock. And then it's just not in front of anyone. Just, that's and one I mean, of that's, the worst. You, you know what I mean? It's like you can't blame anybody, really, but, like,. I remember the only thing I remember from that match because I haven't watched that Mania back. I don't know if I could honestly. The only thing I remember from that match was that he kicks out of an F five at one, and I was like, "Dude, again, if that had been in front of like a, an arena of people that wanted to see Drew beat the shit out of Brock, that would have gotten so fucking over." And instead, it's like I'm the only person that remembers it. Like, fuck, yeah. But next game, but what what else are you gonna do? Next though, we do have something that made me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Our truth performing his back and forth and his song to no one. Yeah. 
the full what's up and he's doing the yeah to no one like R-Truth saves this pay-per-view kinda yeah uh, he, I mean, our truth just fucking saves rules. is a strong is a strong word because that implies that the pay per view itself bolsters. is singing bolsters. Yes, yes. Our truth is awesome he in just his own unique way. <laughs> fucking great! Like that's a guy that like if they had wanted to present him as like a serious wrestler and athlete, he would have absolutely still thrived. Yeah, but him is just I don't even know if he's an idiot if he's just a, an insane person both maybe I don't know you know what I mean but he's yeah. just great in this role so um, stupid him saying make some noise and then nothing and then silence I it's think so good I think Meg pointed out like not even Michael Cole or Corey Graves <laughs> literally the only other two people in the fucking building like <laughs> it's so good oh my god and then MVP comes out yeah and I'm like, what? I can't believe either of them will wrestle on a pay-per-view. Yeah. Let alone each other on a pay-per-view. Yeah. And then it's like some weird swerve thing, and it's like, no, it's Truth versus Lashley instead. Well, hold on. He was scheduled to fight MVP. Why are right. you just able to not make that happen? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I was very confused by it. Well, I, my note here exactly says... So I guess it's Bobby versus (laughs) R-Truth. The way that I wrote this down, it just says, Truth versus MVP. No, versus Lashley. (laughs) Okay. So Truth, the way this starts (laughs) is is so dumb, but it makes me laugh. R-Truth accidentally slaps Bobby Lashley. Right. Because he's, like, he turns... And gestures at the same time and actually right. slaps Bobby Lashley. And then Bobby Lashley just beats the shit out of him. Absolutely, he does. Um, Beals him all the way. Hell all the way. Uh, my only two notes on this match really just say uh, both of these guys rule in, in their own roles, and neither of them age. Yeah, that's, that is very true. Bobby Lashley has been impossibly jacked and athletic for life. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wrote down, I like that, but it would it shouldn't have been a pay-per-view match. I know. Like this, that was one where I was like, you guys are struggling to hit two hours and 14 minutes on this, aren't you? Fucking A. Well, this is the first pay-per-view. No, hold on. They said it's the first one after first Mania. First one after Mania? Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. So, yeah, they probably are because they had a lot of cinematic shit lined yeah. up and for Mania and all that stuff and all that they, yeah. they carried on with every match I believe right to my knowledge yeah I don't think they cancelled any of them except for maybe whatever Roman was in yeah well cause Roman got replaced by Braun and Braun wasn't even originally booked fair enough uh, so of yeah. course now they're probably like downsizing how uh-huh. many people are keeping around and yeah uh, there's a cell phone promo from Baron Corbin after this you know, I, don't I don't remember anything he says. Me neither. But why was it... I, I remember liking it. I don't like any time they do these cell phone problems. I don't either. And I, I but understand I it was promo, probably a necessity but... at the time. Yeah. You know, but like... I just don't... Like... It, it's too... It's too indie for me to be watching WWE and see yeah. somebody holding their own fucking phone doing a promo. Um... After this, was remember some... Bailey? Yeah, 
Where the hell is Bailey? She's been injured. Reportedly coming back like very soon. So hell yeah, they, that roster needs her back Desperately. asap. Now, especially with no Sasha, no Naomi, like uh, currently no Charlotte. Like holy shit, man! Like yeah, they need her badly. Bailey's awesome. Like she's fucking big great. time, huge fan. But this though, this was something where when this came up, I was like, what, what? What world am I in? Who have I wronged? Bailey versus Tamina. Tamina for got a world championship match. Never give up. Anything <laughs> is possible. Tamina got a world championship match. You can be bad to mediocre at your job, and if you just keep being bad to mediocre at your job for an extended period of time, someday, somehow, you get your shot. Yeah. And guess what? When and you how get, appropriate that it's when the world shit itself. And yeah. And guess what? When you get your shot, you still don't have to be anything. You can still be bad to mediocre in your shot. Mm-hmm. Holy fucking lord, dude! This, like, one Tamina's music. I was like, is this her music? I don't know. I don't either. But it just didn't seem like it is. For some reason, I thought her music had like the sound of a volcano erupting or something. I don't know. You know how there's always an exception to a rule. Like of you can say all this. Like you can be really specific, and like there's always an exception to the rule. Sure. There's no exception to this rule. No one knows Tamina's theme music. I don't think she knows. <laughs> I don't think Vince knows. I don't think the sound guy knows, even though it's labeled Tamina. He might be. He might be. I don't think anyone knows who what Tamina's music is. <laughs> You hit the button that says Tamina's music. Maybe it's some stock music. Maybe it's old Honey Nut Cheerios commercials on loop. We don't know. Uh, yeah, I I'm not gonna lie. My next note on this, uh, my, I, I didn't I didn't watch this. I, my, I I walked out of the room. Bailey works really hard. Yeah. And my last note on this is that was a match. Yeah, I, I can don't see think that. Bailey is. Not good enough to get a good match out of Tamina. I think Tamina is so actively bad. Yeah, that she can't get a good match. Out okay. Of Bailey. Okay. I hear you. It was fine. Yeah. It was a roll up on Tamina. Why? I gotta. I gotta. Can Can we talk about yes, this real can. quick? Because like this happened earlier tonight when we were watching some wrestling, and and I'm I'm with you, right? I'm. I like a roll up. Sparingly, I like a roll-up finish in the right match at the right point in the show. I'm so tired, and it's not just this. Isn't even just a WWE problem. This is all over fucking wrestling right now. They act like this is a get out of jail free card, where it's like, oh, you you won you won, but it was by a roll-up. Oh, you lost, but it's by a roll-up. You fucking lost. It doesn't matter how. What matters is the fact that it's the same finish. Over and over and over. And it doesn't accomplish anything. Never. Like, imagine if Bailey had just hit whatever her finish is and won. Okay. Now what? Like, well, Bailey's awesome and Tamina lost, but instead it's I'm, a roll up and I'm supposed to believe that Tamina's, like, still a contender? No, of course not. I didn't believe it going into this match. No, no one. No like, one did. <sighs> Just yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't watch this. I didn't even know that that was the finish. Yep, it was, and it uh, it happened. Next, though, we go to a Seth Rollins promo. Uh, yeah, I liked it. 
I, I did I, I feel like this character had more promise. See, I thought it was interesting because one of my notes says I kind of feel like he's in between characters here, but like the Monday Night Messiah thing, like I I liked it. Yeah. But I kind of think that they didn't go far enough with it. Exactly. And then it just became whatever he is now, which I'm not clear on, but yeah. I, it's good. Uh, Drip God Seth Rollins. Sure, we'll go with that. I like, love Drip God Seth Rollins. Let me be honest here. Oh, he's on a roll, man. I fucking love Drip God Seth Rollins. Uh, I, I think what I liked about this promo, too, was that it was just quiet. Yeah. Big you, time. You, you see that so infrequently. Like, he's just talking, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm always going to be a fan of. But. Big time. Um, Can I read my next note? Yeah. Braun versus Bray. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I'm sorry. Go my, ahead. My, my next note says, Bray Wyatt is money. How do you fail him? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I don't remember what set it off, but I felt compelled to write that. So here's the thing. And I, I did make a note of this. I feel like over half of the recorded content of this podcast is us talking about Bray Wyatt. So, <laughs> let's... And the other half is Orton. Yep, let's shift gears for just a second here and talk a little bit about Braun Strowman. Not a lot, just a little bit. Bring Stroomboom? Bring Stroomboom. Brown Snowman? Like, this is a guy where I'm like, okay, WWE... The... They got so much out of him for so long, right? Like, 2017, he's, like, the hottest thing that they had. Yeah. They spent so long with him just crushing local enhancement talent. All the shit that he did with Roman around that time was good, but they just never pulled the trigger on him. Which is the thing where I'm like, why put all that effort into the guy if you're not willing to go that far with it? I... You had him... In a world champion, in a universal championship match against Brock Lesnar several times. Yeah. And he lost every time. Every How? Time. They, they did that segment where they he was in the back of a trash compactor truck and he no-sold it and got out and beat the shit out of the Miz. And I'm like, okay, so he just can't be killed. So, but what? Like, it, I don't know. I don't know either. Like... Of all the releases over the past couple of years, I do think his is one of the more puzzling ones, if for no other reason. That fucking dude is like 6'10 and like almost 400 pounds and jacked as fuck. They, there aren't that many guys like that. He, like, he was, I enjoyed his stuff in Ring. Oh, yeah. Like, for, uh, yeah, those first couple of years when they were like, okay, you're not in the Wyatt family anymore. Yeah. You're going to kill people and kill people and kill people and then we're going to do some shit with you. Yeah. Like how do you mess that up? You I don't have know. it right there. You booked the match. Right. You for didn't it have to, to happen. You booked the match. Now by the All way, you had to do was have Ro- Str- Strowman, not Roman. Well, right. Roman now. Strowman win. Mhm. That's all you had to do. And there's your moment I don't that know. you want. And, and instead, he's tag team champions at Mania with a child or something. How and stupid. Imagine like, if it had been Braun and Brock at Mania instead of Brock and Roman. Yeah. Braun wins at, at Mania. Yeah. Wow, what a novel concept. And then you don't have a pissing child 
Not yeah. a pissing child, but a pissing oh, child. maybe. We don't know. Yeah. Well, he was in there with Seamus for a second. I yeah. was pissing. Yeah. I'm a man, and I would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just but, like, I. by the way, I want to say, I say all of that in no defense of Braun Strowman as a person, because he seems like a fucking dumbass. So, yeah. I don't know what happened. I just... I, all of my shit about it is, like, the professional part from, like, the WWE, where I'm like, I don't know what... I feel like they overexposed him. Um, they had him lose too often, and I'm just kind of So like, often. Like, I saw a thing one time, like, Big Show lost over 600 matches during his WWE, like, tenure. Which, to me, I'm like... He's the biggest one. Right. How do you do that? I don't know. Like, I'm not saying that he needs to be on TV every week and never lose, but I'm saying, like, those losses should have meant something. I'm like, I couldn't tell you... Like, you know what I mean? It's just... Just fucking know. befuddling. Uh, this match is also befuddling and not good. Uh, I don't remember this version of Wyatt ever having matches. I only remembered one, but it wasn't this, because my next note just says, Not the Fiend? Question marks? It... it nope. This just doesn't work. No. Like, it... It's too... It's too theatrical for no audience, which is a weird thing I think for me to say. Because, but there's, I noticed the silence in this so big much. time, big time. I know what you're saying, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. That and like, okay, it's, so it's like, Bray, long. Bray, Bray's a big dude too. He is not small by any means. Big time, yeah. and obviously Braun's a giant. And I always think that's just a hard match physically to pull off. Yeah, but. I don't think that they had great chemistry. You know, it wasn't, like, awful, but it just yeah. wasn't... I'm like, both these guys work better with guys that are smaller than them. Fair enough. Yeah. But the, the, the dialogue in this, I was like, man, this just doesn't fucking... It's so long. It's so fucking long. It's so long. My, my... The pig boy? <laughs> don't know, dude. I don't know. I have, uh... Here, this is what... I have three notes in a row to win. Mm. T- to win, I just read one of the words. But up, up, but up, up. Um, to read yes. three notes. What's happening? Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Braun wins. Yeah. What? Just not good. It was bad. It didn't work. And me. then I, I remembered, and I was like, "Oh fuck! I hope we never do this." I feel like this kept going, and we got to the swamp fight. This feud, I feel like, lasted for fucking ages. Yeah, and because it ends at SummerSlam when Roman returns. That's right. Yeah, so, so fucking long. Uh, none of it was good. Uh, yeah, I just whatever. Uh, my next note. Oh yeah, that hacker gimmick. My yeah, my note says, "Remember the SmackDown hacker?" Yeah. Did that get paid off or no? Nope. Okay. It was going to be Ali, right? Probably. Like, the whole world is in agreement on that. Okay. Probably. Uh, after that, we got Rollins versus Drew. And I think my first note on this... Uh, yeah, here it is. It just says, have they gone back to this? Like, I don't remember these guys having matches. In I don't the, know. This was two years ago. I don't think they have. That's odd to me. Um... 
I didn't like Rollins' theme music here. I don't hate it. It fits the character. I'll give you yeah. that. But I, I like I like this this music. It's not as good as the one he has now. It, yeah, that's his best theme. Correct by a good margin. Uh, I actually really liked this match, big time. Really fucking liked it. This might be actually this is my favorite match on this card. Probably same here. Samoa Joe is really good on commentary. Agreed. And I think it was honestly about this point that I noticed he was on commentary. Or maybe, does he just come in here, or what? No, I think I noticed it about this time, too. Okay. I think he was on the whole time. Okay. Yeah, this, I just good, classic-style wrestling. Absolutely love it. Uh, it is so weird to hear the referee. Yeah. Because I think it's, uh, somebody grabs a chair or something, and the ref is literally like, don't bring the chair into the ring. Don't use the chair. If you use the chair, you'll get disqualified. And I'm like... I know they do that all the time. Yeah. But it's weird when you hear it. Yeah. Because you always hear it, but when you hear it, uh huh, you know, there's a slight difference there. Um, I have a note here. Kick out at one for no one. On what? I something. I don't remember what it was, but there was a... It was something where I was like, that's... That can't be. Uh, so, this time period might have been the last time that I regularly watched a lot of WWE programming because what else is there to do, right? Yeah. And I remember me and Meg both getting like kind of sick of Drew McIntyre over the course of this, but it wasn't really his fault. It was just like, initially, and I even wrote it down here, I go, Drew was actually booked very well as a babyface. Yeah. Which they never fucking do. Like, he never got like outsmarted. He always looked cool and strong and smart and capable, you know, and just had good matches. I was like, they never fucking get that right. But then it went on for so long that I got to a point where I was like, "You, something's got to go, you know what I mean? Like, I just needed something different. Yeah, But I yeah, felt like yeah. a lot of the... No, I know what you mean. I think a lot of the pandemic era, they were just like, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. <laughs> just to, like, have something on air. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, there's a spider suplex in this match. Yep. Sure it's is. Awesome. Really good shit. The superplex into the Falcon Arrow on Drew mm-hmm. is very impressive to me. Definitely. Big degree. Um, Drew kicks out of the stomp. Yeah, I guess we hadn't buried it yet at this point, had we? Yeah, I... Uh, didn't he just beat Brock with it not too long ago? Wait, from this time yeah. period? Um, oh, a little over a year ago. Yeah, would have been like a year 35. prior. Yeah, and, and even 36 then, I'm sure is was... when Drew wins right against yeah. Brock. So even then, I think it was more than one for the match with Brock. Probably, maybe. yeah. Um, I really like this match. I thought that the the handshake thing at the end was odd to me, though. Yeah, it almost seemed like. Almost legit, but I was also kind of like, I don't, I don't know something I about it. it. I didn't hate it. It just seemed odd. Yeah, like you okay. never see that in That's WWE fair. at least, and I it didn't go anywhere because then I was like, well, wait a minute, we didn't go back to this because after this, Rollins feuds with Rey Mysterio for his own eye for the next three months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. For his own eye. Yeah. For the rights to Rey Mysterio's eye. And this 
briefcase are custody papers for your eye. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, hang on. What, what is this next thing? What do you have next? Um, our truth is the best. That's right. Okay, because I was trying to read my writing here. He challenges. So he's, he think no. He thinks he beats MVP. He right. thinks he beat MVP when he lost to Bobby Bobby Lashley. Lashley. Yes. So, who is dumber, Homer Simpson or our truth? Because we've all <laughs> you, you told me about before how like the writers always said. Homer can't get dumb enough to forget his own name. Right. That was the rule. That was the bar. Yep. Do you think R-Truth knows his name? Honestly? <laughs> no. I think this character might be dumber than Homer Simpson. Because, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, by the way, I think it was after you left last night, I watched one more, or maybe it was when you were here, uh, Simpsons episode, and at one point, uh, Marge is something like, well, Homer's difficult to get used to sometimes and it's a flashback she's having like a book club meeting and homer comes running in he's wearing like hawaiian print shorts and a shirt that says no fat chicks and holding a skunk by the tail and he just goes marge this skunk sprayed me oh it's doing it again <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> I, I don't i don't know it's so what good. is it why is it funny when they say that a joke is happening again because yeah. the toaster one from last oh, night absolutely that's killed the best. me. Yeah, <laughs> Dad, your hands caught in the toaster. Also, just that <laughs> scream that he yeah. does. Uh, it's caught in there again. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Um, but anyway, so yes, I don't have anything else written up or uh, down okay, about so that wait, promo. So hang on, no truth. He's trying to challenge Gronk for the 24-7 title. Yes. Because I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot that happened. Mm -hmm. But he calls him Tom Brady. Which is hilarious. It is. Objectively. He also calls it the 24-7-45-8 bullshit-ass 7-Eleven. Yeah. 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 Just the longest name. I love it. I love truth so much. Uh, So at this point, I checked the time because there was a huge thing about this... The, the, these Money in the Bank matches that I had forgotten mm. completely. So I checked the time and I made a note that said, there's 30 minutes for both of these matches? That's weird. Because I knew that the gimmick was that, like, oh, we're going through WWE headquarters to the roof, yeah. to the ladders. I had forgotten that they're simultaneous. Me too. So I was like, okay. But I kind of like that. I, I love too. that they had the balls to do something super different. And the, yep. and here's the deal, the fact that they put both of them together, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't water down the the how, what they're doing. Because if they had two separate matches where you start right. at the bottom and fight up to the top, yep, it would be like it's a, an old franchise overstaying its yep. welcome. You see, Braden, I can't agree more. I like, just like I the, as soon as I realized what it was, I was like, brilliant, brilliant fucking move. Because instead of two. 20-minute matches, we're getting one that is probably, in all actuality, about 15. And it covers everything. Because there's still entrances for these. A little bit, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the the entrances for the women's thing was cracking me up, because they're just in, like, the lobby of the building. Yeah. But they're still doing their, like, pa- uh, taunt and their pose. Yeah. Which, and then just standing there. I think like, that makes sense for their character, though. I, I didn't hate it. I just thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah. 
what made me laugh is that the the boys are just all in the weight room. Yeah, they're, they're just, just showing up in the gym. Like Daniel Bryan walks in like he's just a guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I give all these guys props for, like, embracing this, too. Big time. Because, like, I think Brian walks in and he's just like, who's ready for a fight? Or whatever, like... Yeah. Uh, Otis... They take, they, they take it as seriously as they should. Correct. Otis just wandering around that that gym just going, sets and reps! <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Asuka other, is the best. Asuka fucking rules. The, the thing... Okay, one last thing about these entrances, because it's about Asuka... This absolutely broke me, though. So, the, the women all come out, they, they do their their taunt, they hit their pose, and they're standing there ready to get the green flag or whatever to go, right? Asuka's music hits. It has been playing for two seconds, and they are all looking around like, where the hell is she? Why isn't she here yet? And I'm like, you all took longer. <laughs> it, it's like you just are immediately... Yeah. Non- like, let it play for fucking five seconds, maybe even eight, and be like... What the mm-hmm. fuck? Oscar dives off a balcony. Yeah. Then does the weirdest dance. But I love it. While just screaming Japanese. This version of Oscar's character was so intriguing to me, but I loved it. Uh, I, <laughs> I remember very vividly, like seeing her dancing in the elevator. Uh-huh. And I'm like, this is so this. Lean into this. Her dancing in the elevator was great because it's like security camera footage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like she's doing that for no one. Yeah, you know, in theory or in kayfabe or whatever. Uh, yeah. I was also very much laughing at the closed captioning on my TV because whenever it was Oscar just screaming, it literally just said "yells in foreign language." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Baron Corbin, yes, grabs a forty-five mm-hmm. and hucks it, and whoever he threw it at, right, uh, moves out of the way, breaks the mirror. Yes, and I was like. Is this where Destitute Corbin started? I wish! They should have ran with this. That If they had... Come on! I can't wait for, like, in 2027 for them to try to retcon it and be like, you haven't won a championship match or a big match in seven years. What happened? And he just goes, oh my god. And they flash back to that footage. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Let's do it. Um... So Otis <laughs> grabs a barbell <laughs> and just like sets it onto AJ and yes. he's trapped. He can't move. Right. He's he can't he's gone. Ray <laughs> Ray walks by and he's like, Hey, come on, help me. Sorry, and he right. leaves. So I then love for the, that. For the rest of this match, AJ is hunting Ray for not helping him, but not hunting Otis, who trapped him initially. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh it, no, that was funny. It was also funny because, like, AJ is clearly not trapped underneath of that barbell. Yeah, yeah, big time. Like, at all. Big time. Um, so, weird cameo here. Brother Love? Yep. Yeah. Strange. Very. But, you know what made me laugh really hard? Hmm. Ray. What? Because it's the, I love you! Yeah. Shot of Ray just smiling while he still got his mask and everything on and just goes, I love you too. But I gotta go. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he's just the nicest person. Yeah, yeah. God, I bet you he gives good hugs. Got to. Yeah. Uh, I had a note here, by the way. Uh, this made me think of. Have you ever seen the movie or even heard of it called Rat Race? 
It seems like I've heard of it. Uh, it, it sounds like I've heard of it. It's least. very good. Okay. It's it's a comedy, but it's basically like a race to get to, to uh, I don't know, two million dollars or something, right? Yeah. So the whole movie is just these wacky people traveling across like Arizona or something. Yeah. And I was like, this kind of makes me think of that, and I kind of love that. Yeah. Like I like that it's more of just a a different form of a competition. Um, so they go to this area where there's basically like part of a ring. Yeah. Where there's ropes and Corbin, I think his Corbin mm. is is tied up in them and mm. he's yes kicking them and Otis is just going just, ham with the yes, 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 yes. And he gets the yes kicks himself. This is a weird look for Daniel Bryan. It looks like he was like, "Hey, remember how I looked when I had to retire? What if I did that again?" Right. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like short hair, short beard. Yeah. One of them's got to be long. Yeah. One of them's got to be long in uh, some way. <laughs> uh, let's see. At this point, some of the women brawl into this one conference room. Nia Jax, proud idiot, beats up a few people. <laughs> and then somehow, subway, Dana Brooke grabs this briefcase of literal money yeah. that is above the conference room table. And then there's this weird off-camera cameo from Stephanie McMahon. It's so weird. Who's clearly... Not in the same room. Not even within a hundred miles. And it's just like, that's not the real briefcase or whatever. And Dana Brooke, instead of being like, Oh, well, I still have a suitcase full of money. Is like, huh. And then I think, I don't know, Carmella hits her in the back of the head or something. With a picture of herself or something, I don't know. That's right. That's what it is, dude. Okay. Here's what pisses me off. <laughs> yes, Dana Brooke. During the beginning of this, like part of this little thing that you described, mm-hmm. Dana Brooke says, "Tell me where the briefcase is." To Nia Jax, you know, you on the know. roof. We all know. It's always been on the roof. It's, it's never only known. ever been on the roof. That's what the whole concept of this is. Is there an implication that Dana Brooke was not told? Because that's that line is before she grabbed the one in the conference room. Holy shit. So she didn't know where it was. She thought the one in the conference room was it. What? I don't I don't know. How are we I doing this? I truly don't know. Are we, we gonna have... talk about AJ Styles having PTSD from The Undertaker burying him alive? Yeah. Yeah. So he's this went on just a little too long. He's just a walking down a hallway, trying to pull open doors that either don't come open or they're empty rooms, looking for Ray, which, again, AJ, trying to get the briefcase. Not Ray. But, opens a fucking door to a room, and for reasons that I don't think are going to be explained, there's a casket in there and mood lighting. Well, it's the taker room, you see. Oh, of course. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> And then uh, Alistair Black gives him a uh, buzzsaw kick while going, yeah! Yeah. I remember that very vividly. And he locks him in the taker... Well, he closes the door in yes. the taker room. I don't think he locks it. I don't think he uh, could lock it. No, I don't think so either. Also, it's weird to see him doing something like this. It is weird, yeah. Especially because there's a couple shots of his, him making like a weird facial expression, and I'm like... Because, like, yeah, even this one, he, like, after he traps AJ in the taker room, when he's leaving, he's just kind of like, <laughs> like, smiling to himself, and I'm like, I don't know that that's what this should be, mm-hmm. you know? Like, 
weird. Then it just randomly cuts to Paul Heyman in a giant buffet. Yep. Just a... Just huge amounts of food and produce. Yep. And meats. It's like uh, it's like a buffet catering and a farmer's market all together. But it's just him sitting at the table. This is the most Homer Simpson thing that they've done in a while because he just has this obscenely big sandwich and it's just like, ah, ah, and doesn't even get to eat a sandwich. Everyone gets in there. They're, they're arguing. They're arguing. At some point, Dana Brooke comes in with the thing still around, like the picture still that, around her. That made me laugh. Yeah. That did make me laugh. And, uh, Tuck, uh, Otis yeah. gets a, a handful of food, yes. meats, and starts jiving. Again. Yes. Again. Yeah. <laughs> and and yells for a food fight. Yeah. And then no one does anything, which is hilarious. And then he just throws food at Paul Heyman. Yep. Which is hilarious. My note just says, Otis is God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They all kill each other. At one point, Shayna is choking out Ray, which I'm like, you're not even in the same match technically, but right. this is hilarious. I love this. And then Naya and Otis collide around Ray and uh-huh. like squash him. I'm like, I like what they're doing here. This is fun. Yes. My, my next one I just wrote down, this is delightfully stupid. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there's a John Laurinaitis cameo. So weird. Fuck him. He was never good. Otis uh, at anything. throws a pie in his face and it's hilarious. Should have been a rock. Uh, <laughs> the Okay, Dana, I think... Go ahead, I'm sorry. At one point, Dana Brooks slips with as much personality as Chavo reading a book to himself. Oh, I think I remember this. Because she slips on the floor and then is trying to yeah. sell it as though she hit her head. But it's like, you just kind of sort of laid down. The slip looked fine to me. Oh, I, I just the I, personality was oh, no. of that of Chavo yeah. reading a book to himself, mm-hmm. not to someone, mm-hmm. to himself. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Okay, so the the next thing I have here, I think this is the best part of this whole fucking match. I hope it might be my favorite moment of all time. AJ and Brian. Yes. Brawl and fisticuff their way into Vince's office. This is my favorite Vince moment of all time. I know that's weird. It's but so it just makes me odd. laugh so funny. But so, he's, so funny. he's he's wearing jeans, which I yes! think is so strange. Yes! Dude, his jeans. A shirt and a blazer, whatever. They're fighting, he turns around, they stop fighting. I love this bit. He stands up and just says, Get out! Yeah. Out! Out! That's what it is. Out! They go to leave. AJ comes back, puts the chairs back, whatever. They go outside. As soon as they're outside, they're like, wow, you really bitched out or you know, whatever it is. First of all, they linger on Vince as he puts hand sanitizer on and yes. then sits back down to yes. do whatever he was doing. But they go back outside. They're kind of mouthing off at each other. And then it's, it's literally the, now where were we? Oh, yeah. And they just start fighting again. What? You were the one who made us go back and put the chairs back? That's, yeah. I... That's a bit that has been around since, like, literally Three Stooges. You know what I mean? And it's still funny. Yeah, and I love it. Uh, so by this point, we're finally on the roof. Yep, we're out on the roof. Nia Jax can't even gorilla press. Uh, my note here just says, Nia sucks, even with limitless takes and editing. Yep. Just not good. And dumb. 
Uh, I did. I also noticed the actual ladder stuff in this is like kind of secondary. Yeah. Which I understand that that's the the point. Yeah. But it was still interesting to see. Yeah. I liked it though. I, I liked that it was so different. Yeah. Big time. Uh, anyway, we still have a lot to talk about. Oh yeah. So Oscar wins. Yeah. I like. First of all, I like a big right cross for Lacey Evans. I like yeah. that. And she just oh, she just throw a good yeah, punch. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. Uh, um, still her finish, by the way. Even though good. it's just, like, new character, yeah. Good. Uh, my next note just says, uh, well, Ray is dead. Dude. Ray and Alistair. Oh, yeah, that was both. the next one. So is Alistair. <laughs> they both die. Fucking dead. Baron Corbin murdered two people. Yes. He threw them off of the roof. Yeah. You never see them ever again. Yeah. They're gone. They died. Just... Ugh. And he didn't... And he wasn't apologetic. No. He laughed. Yeah. I, I'm sure. Awful. Uh, I love that there isn't commentary on this, by the way. You know what? That's true. Can you imagine if there had been commentary? That oh, would have been, been just a terrible. fucking nightmare. Just fucking terrible. Uh, so the finish of this. So this is something I think we should maybe delve into. Yes, I actually really did like this finish. So it's AJ and Corbin, right? Are yeah tussling over the briefcase. It comes loose, falls. Otis just happens to be standing there, basically, and catches it. Yeah, I really like that finish. Yeah, and I understand that it would almost be impossible to do that live because there's you know margin of error or whatever. Yeah, but I like that, and it made me remember. Uh, TNA pay-per-view where they had an Ultimate X match yeah, and the red X just fell. And so they like work outside of the ring and got like stage cans to hang it back up. This is live on pay-per-view. Hang it back up haphazardly and it fell again but Petey Williams was smart enough to see that it was about to fall and just stood underneath of it. It fell and he caught it and just proclaimed himself the winner and they went with it. I love that. It was so like I felt bad for the guys you could tell like like, Saban's in that match, and he just, as soon as that happens, just storms off. He is just fucking furious. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, good cover. Yeah, Sucks fair enough. that that wasn't the plan, but yeah. My only problem with this is that, why bother if you have no plans to commit to it? <laughs> uh, there, there were so many other things they could have done with it. Yeah. Like, they, he could have been the first guy to t- cash in on a tag title, because he was still teaming with Tucker. Why not? He was doing the bit with Mandy Rose. I thought I thought it was going to end up being a very WWE thing where he was going to give Mandy the briefcase. She would then use it on a women's championship win and be like, I used you all along, LOL, fuck you, fat boy, whatever, I'm champion. I really, because they like doing shit like that. Fuck you, fat boy. Is such a good line. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. Like they, yeah, they, no, like, that, that, yeah, I thought it was going to be interesting. something different, something like that. And instead, it was like a weird, dumb thing where he ends up losing the briefcase to Miz, and then that was that. Yep. Um, the Miz, I, if I'm not mistaken, didn't the Miz cash in and win, and then immediately lose it to Bobby Lashley? Basically, yeah. Yep. Okay. That's what I thought, but uh, just. The, the pay-per-view itself end, ending was fucking weird. Yeah. Because it was just like, so there we go. We got Asuka 
is the WWE Women's Money in the Bank, uh, Miss Money in the Bank, and we have Otis as WWE <laughs> Mr. Money in the Bank. And then it's just And then done. that's the end. Yeah. It just... Yeah, I was, I was kind of startled by that, too. So weird. Uh... All right, let's let's wrap this thing up. So, I cannot recommend this show as a whole. I would definitely recommend the the Money in the Bank ladder match. I I would too. If like I okay, here's the, here's the positives to it. It is different. It is entertaining. Yes. And I think that this was a better choice than just having a ladder match in front of nobody. Big time. And then having another ladder match in front of nobody, like. I completely understand if this isn't your cup of tea, maybe, but, like, I really actually liked it. The rest of the show, not so much. But, like, that Money in the Bank match is just so unique. Yeah. And hopefully they won't ever have to do another one like that again. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah, man. I Like, I, I think we've talked about it on the show before. I always applaud different, even if it fails. Uh, to me, that was different and uh, succeeded. Big time. So. Big agree. Um, the rest of the show is, uh, fine. Uh, aiming high, like, I think it's fine. it's, if you want to watch anything else, if you're, for some reason, craving something with no fans, I would say Ilya Dragunov and Walter, but sure. if you, for some reason, want to visit more from this time, the Drew and, and, Drew and Seth, Seth is, is pretty good. And the opening tag. Yeah, that Out, was actually a lot of fun. Yeah, um, outside of that, yeah. 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 Which I realize we're not really leaving out much. I think we're leaving out two matches, and that's it. Right, two-hour show, two hours and change. But, but uh, yeah, um, good bit of business here at the Wow Ed guest room. A little bit, a little bit of business there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting choice. Uh, Do you have a favorite Tomism? I know that's a weird question to ask you because you are Tom, which right. does the isms. Um, I. I, I just always enjoy saying best job I ever had. Yeah. I don't know. It just makes me happy. But only when it's actually accurate. Yeah, only when it's the best job you've ever had, it's good. Right. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> uh, Alright, let's wrap this bad boy up. I'm very tired now. Uh, Let's see. Follow all the promotions. Yes. That book us. I'm also tired, so I'm good with that being the plug for those. Uh, at Wowhead Podcast on Twitter. Yep. Wowheads at gmail.com. Please send us more mail. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, I think that's really all I chain underscore QD on Twitter for me. Hopper2017 on Twitter for the P- the Connor Hopkins. Yes. And I think that's another thing. I think that's all the things. And even though all roads lead to another road, this road has come to an end. What are we